When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Alex Bernard Rasmussen. The completely confused Catherine Brandt. And Andy Bernard. What are you confused about this time? Ranked vote, vote ranking choice. Vote. vote right. Blah. Vote. <laughs> In Choice Awards. Great. Yes, the In Choice Awards. That's what she's talking great, about. Great, great. We'll be right back. Uh, a, a publication is going, ending an era of Twin Cities weeklies and uh, six Twin Cities restaurants closing. We'll get to all that right oh. after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tommy, I need a favor. What's that? Can you say Nissan Titan in that big Tom movie theater voice? Do you want Echo or not? No, Echo's fine. No, Echo, okay. Nissan Titan. Try it with Echo. Okay, wait a minute. This is my Echo. My Echo. I just paid a lot of money for this Echo. Nissan Titan. Man, that's brilliant. We have got a killer deal at our two Nissan stores, Coon Rapids and Burnsville. For this month, for the month of October, you can buy a brand-new Nissan Titan, which is just a badass truck, 0% financing for 84 months. Here's the only catch. We only have 12 of them in stock between the two stores. So, But 0% for 84 months on a Titan, that's unheard of. That's as long as your KQ contract. It is. It would be perfect. Yeah, so when you get your truck paid off, you don't have to listen to Tom anymore. Yeah, and I don't have to get up anymore. That's brilliant. Can you say Nissan Titan one more time? Nissan Titan. That sucks. I've never seen you looking so bad, my funky one. She's saying, I've never seen you looking so fat. Bright. Yes. <laughs> I think it's bright. Sad. It's sad? It's No, no it's so Started fat, it my again. plumpy one. Yeah, my plumpy I think that's one. what it is. Plumpy one. Funky. <laughs> funky. I know funky. it's funky. She's joking. <laughs> All right, whatever. 
My in any case, one. ladies and gentlemen, some uh, bad news for some people, not very many, but... <laughs> <laughs> not enough to keep it open, I guess. Not exactly. I will tell you this, un- unfortunately for me, this is bad news for me, because now with City Pages folding... Yay! City Pages went under today. No, not who will sad. I not read? I am... What's his name? Neil Holston? No Holston? Holston, Holstein Cow, or what's his name? Guy used to write for the Star Tribune. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Neil, Neil Houston. Neil something. Something. Anyway, <laughs> with him retired and City Pages going on, there's nobody left to call me a racist, a homophobe, and a xenophobe. Oh, there's people in line. Neil Justin? No. No, not Neil Justin. Neil St. Anthony? No. No, he doesn't work there anymore. He used to work there. Uh, but I actually, I Neil anybody. Justin would bring him back to call me a racist in his articles. Yeah. So that was nice of Neil, Neil Justin knew that to Carlin? me. No, his name is Nick Houston or something like that. Nick? Oh, so it's not Neil. Noel. That's his name, Noel. N-O-L-N-O-E-L. Oh, okay. No. He was Noel the first one. Jenke? Nope. Noel Muller? No, he doesn't work there anymore. He's, he's retired. Muller? No. <laughs> Never mind. Let it go. <laughs> Is it Monday? <laughs> it sure seemed like it after Hopefully that. Hopefully someone shame. in the chat knows what the hell you're talking about. Because oh, he used the to internet write for certainly the, doesn't. He used to Neil write for this. Holston? Is that what we said? Noel Holston. Noel that was, yep, Holston. Noel Holston, that was his hey. name. Very good, Two, Catherine. My brain and your brain, we can come up with something <laughs> five come minutes up with later. An Look an at us. There he is, Noel Holston. Yeah, yeah big, big fan mean. of mine. Boy, he, he, loved him. he loved your dad a lot, no doubt about it. City Pages, right behind that piece of shit newspaper that it always was. Uh, I remember well, it was the little... thing to have, you know, like for around town stuff when yeah. you're in your yeah. 20s. What bands were playing where? Yeah, and... The Twin Cities Reader did that. Maybe I'm thinking of the Twin Cities you Reader. You are. You're not thinking of City Page. City Page has <laughs> spent their whole, whole time for 35 years telling everybody what a piece of shit I am. The so. only time I ever heard about anything about that was when they were attacking me or you or somebody. They only attacked me once. What they attack you for, Mary and me? Uh, no, I, I, I tweeted something out like as a joke, <clears throat> and somebody reported it to them, and then they went after me saying that I didn't understand something and i'm like it was something about i don't even remember yeah it was so insignificant and um so anyway so it, it went away and they haven't done it since because i i i kind of pushed back at them and said listen it was if you knew me you would not take this tweet out of context i agree and if you're going to take something and tell everybody what I mean by it, then you should probably call me first and ask what I mean by it before you tell everybody else what I'm talking well, about. Well, that's what they do, though. Because you don't know me. It's their version of what you are. Exactly. It's not the truth in any way, shape, or form. Right. No. Look, first of all, let me say this again. Newspapers are over. This is just another bit of proof that newspapers are done. Yep. You're going to have reporting services on the Internet. Newspapers are worthless. Because they always take a position. They never tell the truth anymore. Newspapers haven't told the truth in years. No. Their version of the truth. So the newspapers got exactly what they bargained for. They ran their mouth, tried to change everybody's mind, pushed people around, destroyed people's lives in some areas. And you turds have gone going. And Star Tribune and Pioneer Press will be under any minute now, too. They're just about done. They're terrible. Terrible. Seriously, could, is, is there any balance? Uh, you watch the TV news, though. There's no balance on the TV news either. Well, the problem is that it it's an industry that attacks or attracts bad people because journalists have more power than the average citizen. Right. So, Not anymore. 
bad? Oh, God, yeah, they do. They have access to the president. They, they can, can fly around on They Air can Force say One. things oh, that like would get you arrested. Oh, yeah. I know. No, you're right about Absolutely. that. So, uh, you know, bad people are going to seek out positions where they can do bad things, and mm-hmm. journalism is one of those positions. Well, and I read some article someplace about that a lot of journalists <clears throat> end up on political cabinets. Oh, absolutely. They, they kiss sure. enough ass. Exactly. And by the way, half of Minnesota loves a good ass kisser. There's no doubt about that. That's the other true. half of you are really good people, but half of you are the worst human beings I've ever met. <laughs> you love kiss ass kissers. Anybody that suck up to you, you just love them. Well, most that's people disgusting. seem to like people that suck Ugh. up to them. I've, I've always been like, what's wrong with you? But that's why we've had such problems in Minnesota, because half the people here are the best people I've ever met, and the other half the people here are the worst people that's I've ever met. That's probably everywhere, though, don't you think? Yeah, maybe. Not just Minnesota. Just a thing worldwide. Probably, yeah. Just yeah. Robert Reich, apparently. What was his title again? Andy Robert Reich, R E I C H. What was that? his title? He used to work, I think, for the Clinton administration, if I remember Let's correctly. See. He uh, he served on the administrations of Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, and Bill Clinton. Secretary huh? of Labor, 93 to 97. Uh, wow, he's member of Obama's Economic Transition Advisory. Right. He's done a billion right. different things. Yeah, so one with the Republican Party and all the rest with the Democrats. He, 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 Turned over to Democrat after Who Gerald Repu- Ford. Oh, Gerald Ford was a Republican? He was, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. But he's got a new deal out, uh, Andy. You might want to look up. Robert Reich's got a new deal out where he's comparing Trump uh, supporters, Trump voters, with those who supported Hitler. Of course. That's what they all do. <laughs> it's not even surprising. I mean, honest to God, that's a little extreme, don't you think? Donald Trump, Adolf Hitler, same, I thought, same. I thought even Democrats were, were asking people to stop saying everything's Hitler. Well, true Democrats are, but these psychopath progressives, those mm. people are crazy. Well, you think somebody that's been in politics that long would, you would you hope. Know, understand that that's just... That they, didn't, they know, they just don't care. That pandering is really old. So basically well, what you're going to end up... pronounced Reich. Robert Reich? Probably because he doesn't want... Oh, Reich. Yeah, like he doesn't Reich. Want to, uh, he doesn't want the Third Reich <laughs> Association. Yeah, okay, he, okay, Reich. That that's bad. my guess. That makes total sense. But you, you, this piece he put out is psychotic about how basically progressives are the most pure, wonderful people in the world, and everybody else is going to need to realize that, or they should just be shut down completely. So if you don't agree mm. with me, we need to shut you down. I, it's, it's, How sad it's is that? It's just unbelievable that people listen to that kind of crap and don't just turn on them and tell them to shut up. Just shut it. I know. Shut so. up. Just shut up. If shut people up, would stop listening, up, then they wouldn't up, say it. Well, but that's the problem. People do listen, particularly yep. young people. That is the problem. Particularly college, uh, college Propagandists students. wouldn't exist if propaganda didn't work. Propaganda wouldn't exist if there were no colleges. That's who believes all That's that crap. That's a big part of it, yeah. It's a huge part of it. Do you it. believe in propaganda? I still want to know no. why it is that people whose brains haven't fully formed get to vote. I still don't understand that. Well, back then, I mean, honestly, there is a solid argument for raising the voting age. It is. Because is, yeah. the argument for lowering it to 18 was they could be drafted into war, but they couldn't vote. So, Correct. But now there's no draft. So what's the upside? Well, you I could agree. fight in a war. It's voluntar- uh, voluntary, voluntary, though. Voluntary, yeah, yeah, but if you could fight in a war, you should be able to vote. Mm. If you can defend your country, you should be able to... <clears throat> yeah, I, like I said, I don't know. Look, I, I, Is it going to change my life greatly if Trump wins or Biden wins? I doubt it. 
Unless they get so extreme, they start changing America. I think they are. And it's not America anymore. Wonder, then it's not even America I anymore. I wonder if they're taking into consideration, if they, if they go full-on socialist within the next six years... Um, and they raise taxes to like the 70, 80% mark. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if everybody needs everything for free, then it's going to have to be that way. Well, his current plan, but, you and I would be paying 62%. Well, the, mm-hmm. what's going to happen is all the baby boomers that are still working because they already lost so much money with yeah. The, yeah, for their retirement and yep. ended up having to work longer to mm-hmm. put all that money back in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's just going to retire. Yeah. They're not going to be putting money into well, we're the tax already, base I'm, anymore. I'm the 34. I'm already talking about leaving the state because of the income tax and just the state. Yeah, because they increase go it even too. farther. I would probably, I might have to leave the country. Yeah. You know, if you're making, you know, if you make a hundred thousand dollars and they lower that to forty thousand dollars, that's not something you can do. Well, that's that's a sixty percent tax. Right. Well, but you'll have free health care. You won't have to pay for your child's no, education. I won't have free health care. People who don't work will have free health care. No, the socialists want everybody yeah, to have want everybody like, national health. They say they Universal want everybody. Yeah, there's no way to pay for it. Well, I'm just saying that that's, that's <clears throat> right. what they want. So if you're actually I mean, look pay- at countries with free health care, people <clears throat> live there and pay their taxes, and it, they exist. It's not like everybody's just like, bye, I'm not doing this. I mean, but there will be people here. It's not all free for everyone. To yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it there's isn't. no, it's yes, not. It no, it's not. There are all sorts of things that aren't free. Yep. In the NHS, for example, or in Canada. Oh, the NHS. I mean, it's not perfect at all. No. There's no perfect answer at all. Well, the perfect answer is having a world superpower subsidize your entire medical industry. But well, I think yeah. it would. We be, don't have that option. I think George Soros just give everybody uh, three hundred thousand a year. Yeah. He likes wow. to pass out the dough. Yeah, why doesn't true. he just give everybody 300000 a year? There you have it. Yes. <laughs> okay, we got to move on here, but I just saw MSC, MSNBC's promo for the four people covering election night. Two of them were fired for lying. Mm. <laughs> oh Boy, we, have a, we have a pool of including, solid humans. Yeah, we're going to be... <laughs> that election day is going to be weird. We're not going to know who the president is until, like, the oh, year 3000. You might be right about that. You might be right. We're not going to so. have a president for like six months. I'm All calling right. it. We got to make a, a shift here because we got a special guest yes, coming up. We do. But I'd like to say I'm sad City Pages is closing. I'm not. They they were contributors in destroying my voiceover career, so kiss my well, left ass. It's sad cheek. to see people lose their jobs. I lost my job. They didn't care. They, I'm not saying. Well. It's just a general you statement. Got, it's sad to see coming. people lose their jobs. Yes. Because even, I mean, there are plenty of people that yeah, work at City Pages people. that probably love you. I bet the uh, I feel bad for the janitors who worked at City Pages. There are probably a lot of people that, there are tons of people that were employed by City Pages, and not all we, of them thought this is the greatest publication in the history of the world. It could have just been, you know, like, I need a job in publishing, yeah. you know? Yeah, it could be. Uh, you're right. All right, we're going to take a break. We've got a special guest coming up next with the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO from North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, you work with many different types of businesses. Can you tell me about one of them? Absolutely. Real Fishing was started by a young entrepreneurial couple here in the Twin Cities. They offer guided fishing services during the open water season and ice house rentals in the winter. They came to us with a great idea for their business, but not a lot of experience in getting one off the ground. 
Now that they're up and running, they've told us how much they appreciate that we listen to their ideas for their business and help them work through all of the contingencies that could come. Knowing that we will be here to help them every step of the way with the capital they need. Yeah, they're not going to get that at just any bank. You need Bilski. Tommy, our whole team at all of the branches take pride in providing outstanding customer service and are ready to help our clients when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Did she say, when I've got to kill you, I feel yes, good? Yes, it's Doug Sprinthal's <laughs> wife saying, I've got to kill you. I That's like that exactly song lyrics, though. I've always you. not been able to understand. Uh, me, you got that from me. It's a yeah. genetic trait. And then Dad and I know every lyric to everything. I Jonathan, know you know all the lyrics to all the songs you've ever heard? <laughs> Do I know all the lyrics to all the songs I've ever heard? Actually... I don't know any lyrics to any songs. See? So I have to use uh, an app to figure them out. Yeah, me I too. Know, I'm the same I know way. the guitar notes. Well, yeah. You know, well, see, that's good. But you're, that's you're something. My <laughs> wife, our son, and our daughter, and you, because I, I do, well, but you know, I've been in radio for 50 years, so that's why I know no, song lyrics. I know every lyric. She does. Oh, Excuse do me. No. Oh, I thought you said you didn't. Know. No, I do. I'm like you. I, look, in my family, women were better with lyrics. The men knew, like, the guitar riffs. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I will close with terrible. this. My sister, my older sister, when she was a little girl, thought the song was Oh, A Tree in Motion. Mm. What song? Poetry in Motion. Poetry in motion. No, I was like, what? Well, that's even... because it makes sense. That does actually make sense. Oh, oh a, a tree in motion? Yeah, trees yeah, move like, in the wind. Yeah. I get it. No, no, no. If you as it. a beautiful woman move, it's like poetry in motion. That's well, what the song well, is. Yes, right. I right. Jonathan, well, I went you know to this. a Richie Havens concert when I was a little kid. At the end, we left, and I said, Mom, who's Frida? He kept yelling, Frida, Frida, Frida. Frida. I was like, okay, I have a bad ear for lyrics, folks. It's not as bad as tuna hot dog. Disruptive successor, a guide for driving growth in your family business. You are talking to a family business right now. This podcast is owned by my wife, our son, our daughter, and me. This is a family business. We're going to learn a lot from you today, Jonathan. Yeah, well, let's get your kid on the line and let's talk to him and see if he's a disruptor or not. He's right here. I am Lydia, a kid. Are you a disruptor? I, not really. All four <laughs> of us are on the show together. We all appear together. And he's like the okay. least disruptive. <laughs> I try. You can tell me secretly. Just are you a disruptor? <laughs> secretly, <laughs> live on the air. <laughs> Just whisper it. No one will hear. No one will understand. I'll sing it as a lyric and no one will know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Right. I like this. According to Deloitte, the next generation of family business leaders intend to make changes when they take over. Uh oh, Jonathan, I'm yep. the dad here. This is a big problem for me. That, that's right. I could Move be over, out. Dad. I'm going to be out. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know what we're going to do. Like, if you read my book or you were to work with me, we'll transition you slowly. So uh, we'll make sure it's a generous, long, as long as you like ride. But we're going to transfer some of the power, some of the ownership, some of the control, the decision-making over to the next gen. I mean, it's a, sure. you want to empower them, right? Yep, yep. And you, you want your legacy to be bigger than just, you know, I don't know what will we call the show. Will it still be called the Tom Bernard Show? Or will, 
Probably not. That'd be weird. That would be weird. <laughs> I, I feel like not. we could probably do, you, you guys could do a, a show just ripping the shit out of both of us, and people would listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> Mom and dad get ripped to shreds. I don't know if I'd be good at that, but The truth was, when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, look at, your build, if you're building something and you want a legacy, I mean, yeah. look at, I don't know what others do. I mean, the, the names that come to mind are the Howard Stearns, the, uh, the Rush Limbaugh's, the like, you know, mm-hmm. when they leave, does the show just go away? You do or, it is going to be interesting. Uh, the, uh, Howard just, I think, signed a new deal for a few more years. And Russia, I don't know that Russia is going to be around that much longer. So I don't know what will happen to his show. Yeah. I mean, probably it goes away. Because yeah. I don't most think likely. most radio shows think of themselves as a business. They think of themselves as built around a personality. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's yep. the problem with a lot of small businesses, too, is that... It's built around one person's persistence, perseverance, you know, skill, um, whatever that is, whether it's plumbing, landscaping, sales, radio show, you know. So now we've got to figure out, like, so how do we build it to sell it or build it to pass it along? Yeah, that is interesting. Different challenge. Yeah. You know, I love these percent. There are four percentages I want to read and then get Jonathan. And then, of course... Our son, my wife, and our daughter to make their their take on it after Jonathan. 80% say their leadership style will be different compared to the previous generation. 76% say innovation will be one of their top priorities. 56% will change the family's company strategy and corporate governance. And 51% intend to take more risks than their predecessors, but in a more controlled way. There could be a lot of trouble there, Jonathan. Well, yep. It's, you know, it's uh, hang on. It's going to be a bumpy ride or (laughs) you know hey you know look i'm in control here kiddo and but i understand i got to get on with the get with the game plan and we're gonna we're gonna do this together and we'll bring in an outside person who's like a facilitator a coach either jonathan or a guy like him and we'll we'll work this together you know Mm -hmm. we'll have a, a mediator if you will Nothing wrong with a mediator. That sounds actually the first one's going to be pretty easy. Eighty percent say their leadership style will be different. I highly doubt that Andy, our son, or Alex, our daughter, will like their father threaten to kill half the people he talks to. You know, they probably yeah, won't do that. Definitely not me. Yeah, that doesn't go over so well. You know, that was good in the eighties. You know, and, <laughs> that's true. And still, but, but not today. You know, today you put a hand on someone and you're like, oh my mm, god. You're, yes. You know sexually molest harassing or That's something true. so you have to be careful but yeah no more fist fights in the parking lot okay people Aww. off the air cursing at them all right I'll no just... more three martini lunches no think of the past that's very, very true. 76% say innovation will be one of their top priorities. Now, how, you can't get by without innovation, so that one makes total sense to me. Yeah. I mean, just, I, don't know, I don't know if you've been doing this a long time. I imagine this was a, uh, or just a terrestrial, we didn't have that term back then. It was just an FM or an AM radio program. I still do but, one, yep. Yeah, and so look, but now you're, you're it's, you know, digital, you went uh, through the airwaves, and yep. and I'm sure that there's already innovations. So we're streaming through Facebook Live right now. I mean, that was a change. Um, technology is constantly changing, and so mm-hmm. our ability to adapt to it and utilize it and leverage it, that's where that innovation is going to come from, I think. Do you think enough people understand, and I get yelled at all the time by people in my business but because I've 
Next May 2nd, I'll have been on the radio for 50 years, five, five, zero, five, 50 years. And I keep telling people that radio, particularly, uh, well, for the rest of the day, radio is almost over. And then morning shows will be around about another five to ten years, probably ten years. And then radio will just, like AM is already gone. Uh, and FM, less, yeah. FM will be gone, too. I think it'll be all digital. And I don't understand why radio companies aren't building bigger digital outlets because that's where everybody's going. Uh, I don't Look, there are some older timers like myself who get into uh, my car, and I still look at, i got three options. i got right. AM, FM, or Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and then I've got this fourth option is if I can figure out how to get the sound from my phone through the... Yep you know, uh, car stereo system, right. then I've got that option as well. But it's not always that easy. I, I don't find it easy to figure out how to find a podcast right. and do that while mm. I'm driving. That's <laughs> Yeah, it is much easier to tune radio than it is to tune podcasts. It is, yeah. And it, I think, always will be is a big part of the reason the radio is going to be around for a while. Because you can't just, so, like, yeah. flip the channel and there's a new podcast. You have to kind of right. seek it out. On the... Eventually, I feel like they're going to have a system like that where yes. RS, there's, like, a universal RSS feed of every right. podcast, and you'll be able to flip through them, but that no one has created that yet. Well, Alex, Andy, what are you waiting for? There you go. The huh? universal RSS feed. Jonathan wants yep. me out as Patent of pending. today. No, no, Tom, <laughs> you keep doing what you do. You do it well. Do it until you no longer want to. And, you know, let's all hop into our cars because Alex and Andy have created an RSS feed. It's the fourth option. Love um, it. Love it. And you just you switch to it, and you've got all your presets and your favorites, and, you know, it's easy. Actually, That's Melissa great. and I had a fifth option yesterday. We <laughs> borrowed her dad's pickup truck. Mm-hmm. It uh, had a cassette player in it. No. Yeah. What? How old is that truck? 97. Oh, okay. Yeah. So because if we you wanted don't even to... have CD players in them anymore. No, I haven't seen a CD player in a car in Long time. ages. Yeah. Yeah, I just bought a car and put all the CDs from the old car into the new car and then grabbed one the other day and I was looking around for yep. the CD player in my car. It was the same model car. Yep. It had no CD player mm-hmm. in it. I was like, That's okay, it is now. throw these things out the window. That's funny, Jonathan. You and I found out there are no CD players in cars the same way. <laughs> Can you take a CD and put it in a computer and record it digi- yeah. digitally? You can. Transfer the files, oh, Okay, yeah. you can transfer. There you okay. go. I've never yeah. tried doing that. Mm-hmm. No, but here's the thing. A lot of computers don't have a CD drive That's anymore. That's true. Right. Right. Yep. No, they don't. We had to buy an external CD drive so I could install, like, Microsoft Office 2006 or something because oh. I also, like, had it for free from school or something. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't had a, a, well, laptops especially. Yeah. I haven't had a laptop with a CD drive in probably 15 years. That's yeah. probably true. Formats Jonathan, are just constantly changing. Jonathan, do you have a few more minutes? Or you have to get going. Yeah, no, I'm good. So okay. I just I have to get I have uh, someone coming over to look at my A-track collection. <laughs> You're unbelievable. I need to take a two-minute break. We'll come right back. You can stay with us, Jonathan. I love the conversation. Jonathan Goldhill, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes with Jonathan. And if you need someone to look at your HVAC... Tom here for Sabre and Bryant Heating and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry 
This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. We're rocking out, that's all I know. I am learning, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Goldhill with us, uh, disruptive successor, a guide for driving growth in your family business. I have now learned from Jonathan that Andy and Alex will be destroying Catherine and my lives and taking over the business. As long as I get a cut, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you have it. You but, know, but you'll need a roadmap, guys, to do that. You're not going to just go and, you know, start cutting strings, right? Right. No, they're going to yeah, have to read Disruptive Successor. they got to get that done, absolutely. Yeah, and you're going to have some conflict. Like, Tom's not going to just roll over and hand you the keys. Oh. He, so you're going to have to deal with some constructive conflict, and you'll need a way to, to language, you know, how you're feeling about a certain situation, whether it's your equity in the business or your compensation. I mean, so uh, you'll also need really clear, like, roles and job descriptions. So, so the book is going to help you with all of those things. It's like a little bit of a cookbook um, that you can follow with tools that you can download and implement and apply. I love, Jonathan, the fact that you point out that Catherine and Tom started a business, and then Andy and Alex took it over, and then their children took it over, and then it went under because the fourth generation wants nothing to do with it. That's true. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah, so the third generation is tasked with figuring out, is this thing worth passing on to the fourth generation? Mm-hmm. And, and that's when you have to step out of the business and look at, the value of the business over over its lifetime like you know is the value of it increasing so uh is it decreasing and you know and that's by the nature of the industry that you're in right so if you're making uh i don't know if if you're in a machine shop and you're making stuff that maybe is no longer valued then you have to think like maybe now is going to be the top of the market it's it's like any other asset that you own you have to look at your business like it's an asset and roughly kind of give a value to it as you're going along the way uh, because everyone likes to exit out on top, don't they? Yeah, I, I don't think. think there's any question about that. Well, there's also the problem of after so many generations, people just start looking at it as old-fashioned. Yeah. It's been around for so long in the family, it's like, you know, I don't care about this because it's so far removed from me that, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, I got to... Yeah. That, that is absolutely true. And, and, you know, most family businesses um, are in unsexy industries. That's true. I'm talking about multi-generation family businesses mm-hmm. because it's already survived a generation. But, look, there are certain industries that aren't going away anytime soon. And these are things that we use around our house that built like construction trades. Those are not going away the way, you know, some of the uh, maybe approaches or applications are going to be improved. But they're not going away. But... 
after a few generations, I mean, like, I don't know anyone who's making carbon mimeograph machines, which was still <laughs> useful when I was in fourth grade. That's true. Sure. Absolutely. But, right? Well, there's, you know? an, there's an open secret. So when you think of, like, multi-generational businesses going back hundreds of years, one of the things you probably think of is Japan. Because they do that a lot. There's so there's hundreds of year old businesses that that have been in the family, but there's an open secret that oftentimes what happens is you know, grandpa gives the business to his son, his son gives the business to his son, and then that person's son loses interest. So what they do is they'll adopt an adult, which technically means the business stays in the family when that adult takes it over. Because they adopted him, and now he's their son. <laughs> well, you, you know, or or that's a euphemism maybe for they hire an outside CEO Basically, yes. who's not family to run the business. Oh, they literally right? adopt the adult. Like, they yeah, legally, they but it's like, it's a, really? it's a fake adoption, of course. <laughs> but technically, they can say, oh, it's been in the family for 27 generations, even love though, it. Love you know. it. Well, my professor in school and finance said you can... You can grow your earnings, you can buy your earnings, and you can marry your earnings. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, my experience marrying your earnings is like the fastest way to get to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to wealth. Yeah, glad to hear it. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, but look at some of the businesses that are multi-generational and still um, going strong. I mean, DuPont, um, Ford, uh, most of the car companies, by the way, are family businesses. Yeah, yeah. You know? They're owned and controlled by families. So, and many publicly traded companies are still family-owned and controlled. So, you know, it's quite surprising. About two-thirds of our gross domestic product is all family business-related. Well, the Waltons so, have done okay. Yeah, look at that. I mean, look at Walmart. And, boy, you know, go to that town today, uh, Bentonville, and it's, it's like the modern-day Disneyland. Right. They're re- recruiting amazing. You know, they've built an entire, like, ecosystem that feeds off of that one small general store they started you know, a few hundred, a couple hundred years ago, whatever. That's exactly. You know, I will tell you, Jonathan, I, I want to thank you for making me feel much older today because I just realized something. <laughs> like, Catherine and I met uh, 40 years ago. We've been together for 40 years, got married 36 years ago. But here's the thing that I just realized, and it's because of you, Mr. Gold Hill. I'll carry this with me for the rest of my life. When I met Catherine 40 years ago, I was a regional promotion director for Capitol Records, a job that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. And she worked at Royal Typewriters. <laughs> so, yeah. I think Royal Business Machines might still be a thing in Europe, maybe. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Maybe. Really? I'm not sure. Yeah, they're, they're big with Eastman Kodak, Polaroid, <laughs> and, <laughs> all the big ones. All the famers. <laughs> we actually recently bought a Polaroid camera. Did you really? We thought it would be fun. Well, you may as well. Oh, you know, may as well, well do it. before COVID hit, that whole nostalgia thing was making a huge comeback. I yep. don't know if it still is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I suppose. But look true. at look at businesses that had a chance to pivot and didn't. I mean, uh, Kodak, uh, Kodak had a chance to uh, get into the digital business. Mm-hmm. And totally, yeah. Completely missed it. Blockbuster was offered yep. uh, to uh. buy Netflix for like fifteen million dollars. Oh. Oh. Fifteen million! I would have bought it for fifteen million. I don't even have that. Oh, yeah. 
Take out enough loans, you're good. Uh, look at Sears. I talked about Sears this yeah, morning. Sears. Right? Here's a company that stole an idea from Montgomery Ward, the catalog. Yep. Uh, they they stole the idea from Montgomery Ward. Then along comes a digital catalog. How were they not smart enough to know we have to move on now at Sears? You know, they're not doing their strategic thinking and planning. If that they're allowing that to happen, they're so uh, stuck in their own business that they're not looking outside of it. And that's yep. that's that's a mistake. Do you, you think know? it was also right. maybe because when computers started out, people were trying to figure out how to integrate computers into their business to make their business easier mm-hmm. to deal with. But back then, computers were not easier because they were horrible. Yeah, so it was like this whole thing. So people were like, computers are good for like accounting yeah. and data storage and all that kind of stuff. But I remember right. working in a company that made read-write heads, Nortronics. Mm-hmm. And the whole entire lower, the basement, I mean, it was like an acre. Yeah, That was where all the computers were. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculously yeah, it was large. Huge, yeah. yeah, so I think people were trying to maybe figure out how to just use computers, and it developed so quickly. I don't think people were ready for how fast yeah, everything probably. happened. Yeah, <clears throat> probably true. They should have. They should have been, but I don't. I, I don't think anybody could have predicted how fast computers would take off. It's well, they weren't studying uh, Moore's Law. There no, was a guy, I think, based out of Silicon Valley, who was in the chip and transistor business, who basically said that uh, the number of transistors on a microchip can double every two years, mm-hmm. and uh, the cost of computers will be halved. So basically there was just like an increasing acceleration of how fast yeah. this stuff would come along, and people weren't paying attention to it. The book is called Disruptive Successor, A Guide for Driving Growth in Your Family Business. Jonathan Goldhill, I'm going to send you a thank you message for being on today by Telegraph, if that's okay. Yes, um, Western Union has an office <laughs> 30 miles from here, so I know where it is. And, uh, if they have open hours, I'll be there to pick it up. Thanks, if, Tom. I like that, Jonathan, if they have any open hours. <laughs> right. Jonathan, I'd love to have you on again. A great conversation, sir. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was clean, and yes. uh, that, that was the best part. Uh, uh, and lots it. of laughs. I'm smiling the whole time. Well, we learned a lot, too, Jonathan. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. Jonathan Goldhill. Again, the book is called Disruptive Successor, A Guide for Driving Growth in Your Family Business. Thank you, Jonathan, for making me feel really old. Um, <laughs> so. I, know, I know in India they used to really rely, rely on telegraphs, and they've taken down all of the wiring for it. It's all... Yeah. It's all gone. Do we have any wiring here in America? Telegraph wires? I yeah. don't think so, no. no have they I been? wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. So we're talking about how computers uh, became faster and cheaper over the years. Mm-hmm. A little quick fact before we go into the break. So the f- first uh, mini computer, so a computer small enough to fit on your desk, the HP 3000 debuted in 1972, and at the time it sold for the modern equivalent of five hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> so complain about computers being expensive today. Oh, by the way, this no, was a black and white. Its screen was about this big. You know, it, it was like the computer that we had. Like the yeah, whatever that Mac the Mac was. Classic too. Yeah. But for five hundred thousand dollars in today, ninety-five thousand dollars in nineteen seventy-two. Jeez. Um. Well, by example. Uh, a uh, transmitter for an FM station now is about the size of a, uh, about half the size of a refrigerator. Yeah. That's about how big it is now, about they half got, the size yeah, of a Yeah, they got half duplex antennas. Yeah, Right, exactly. 
When I worked at WDGY when I was 23 years old, I was 23 years old, worked at WDGY. Our transmitter was a U.S. Navy transmitter. It was two separate rooms. You could walk into the rooms inside the transmitter. Oh, mm-hmm. is that where we used to have to go and take readings on yeah, the little oh, yeah. clipboard every yep. whatever hours? Yeah. It was a two-room <laughs> complex, and that was the transmitter. Yeah, so take the readings on the transmitter. All right, we're going to take a break here. We'll be back. Another special <laughs> guest coming up next hour with the family.